On this episode of Documental, I'm speaking with Chris Donahue, the carnivore keto coach. Chris, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. So let's talk first about the keto diet. Um, how would you explain it to listeners? How does it work and what do we need to know? So the ketogenic diet is basically a diet where you are going to become a fat burner. You're going to use fat for energy. And uh, I believe that that's how we're designed. In fact, interestingly, uh, most mammals actually have a very ketogenic um, energy derivation, like even herbivores that are eating, you know, cows eating all this grass, they still are deriving 70 to 80% of their energy from fat. And the way they do it is they eat all this grass and they have these structures and functions and enzymes and bacteria that break down uh, the cellulose into short chain fatty acids that then they use for energy. So they're feeding the bacteria in their rumen and then the bacteria are feeding them fat. Well, that's how all animals work. They work by eating fat for energy. They store fat on their body, which provides a continual energy source for us, um, except for humans, modern crazy humans who somehow got into this high carbohydrate diet. And what it does, sadly, is it shuts down our body's own energy production system and makes the stored fat that we have inaccessible. Um, for myself, I had tried under every diet under the sun. I eventually tipped the scales at over 500 pounds. So here I have all of this stored fat, all of this great energy, all these meals, but it's completely shut off to me. It's, it's inaccessible. And so by switching to a ketogenic diet, you open up those metabolic pathways to burn fat efficiently for energy. So I'm, as, I, as we sit here, the last time I ate was yesterday midday. So I'm going more than 24 hours, uh, but I'm still eating. I'm, I'm breaking down my own body fat. Um, I joke with people all the time. I say, what are you having for lunch? I say, my left butt, butt, uh, my left butt cheek. What are you having for dinner? My right thigh. I mean, I'm, I'm eating as we speak. And then typically on the carnivore diet I follow, I normally eat once a day. I have one big giant meal a day. But the rest of the time, I'm burning stored body fat. There's plenty of time for autophagy, cellular repair, renewal. And uh, that's just really how humans were designed and how uh, all of the carnivorous animals operate. So we are much more of a lion than we are a, a cow, that's for sure. It's interesting. There are some people that would state that they're more functional on a high carb diet. I mean, why do you think that is? Is it is the keto diet not for everybody? Well, you know, I definitely do believe it is for everybody. I do believe that there is a species appropriate diet that all humans are part of the same species. Uh, I think that there is individual variability of how much that we're able to tolerate and how effectively we're, we're able to process with some of these foods. I think it becomes where it's just a force of habit. You know, we are so used to burning sugar and we get on that sugar burning roller coasters. So we're having to have these little hits all throughout the day. Um, but the problem when you do that is every time you eat something that's not a pure fat, you're spiking your insulin. 
and messing with all these other hormones, leptin. And, and so, yeah, you know, you might be functioning, but not at the level that I believe that you could be if you are naturally and effectively burning our body stored fat. You know, um, the ketogenic diet is a much cleaner fuel source. Uh, they say that to take sugar, a molecule of glucose, and break it down all the way 27 steps to ATP so that it can be burned by the mitochondria in the cell, you know, that's 27 steps. Where to take fatty acids or even ketones, the ketone to ATP is only three steps. And with the sugar, there's all of these metabolic waste products, uh, reactive oxygen species and free radicals that's made along the way. It's a very, uh, very dirty burning fuel. We're burning fat for energy is a very clean burning fuel. So they may feel like they're performing well. They may have never made that metabolic switch to become a fat burner. And if they did, I suspect that it's going to take their performance, their cognition, and their health to just a whole new level. Okay, so it could be a matter of conditioning then, right? They've had carbs and sugar for so long that their body is adapted to it. So even changing to a keto diet would be difficult because if they think it works, they say, why change, right? But it could be that they're functioning even better in the right kind of way you're saying on the keto diet. Yes, absolutely. And that, that was the case for me. I mean, besides losing... 220 pounds and counting, the ketogenic diet reversed uh, all of my health conditions. I used to have diabetes. I used to have high blood pressure. I got gout. I got kidney stones, uh, diverticulitis, switching to, and especially a, a carnivorous version of a ketogenic diet resolved every single one of those conditions. So next week I'll be 46 years old. I have zero health conditions. I'm off all of my prescription medications and I was taking a grab bag of them. Uh, I'm off all daily supplements. I used to take like 20 capsules at a time. I was always looking for health in a pill, potion, or lotion. And uh, now it's just, you know, health comes from within. The body is self-healing. It's self-regulating. Feed it the proper fuel. Stop poisoning it. And it, it does pretty well. That's fantastic, Chris. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you so much. So what happens if we eliminate carbs altogether? Are we moving towards the carnivore diet? Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So, you know, I believe that everyone will thrive somewhere along kind of a ketogenic spectrum from low carb all the way to carnivore. So what a carnivore does is it gives you all the benefits of the ketogenic diet. Uh, plus, it removes all of the anti-nutrients, phytotoxins, and like fiber in plants that a lot of people are very sensitive to. Um, just briefly, for those that don't know, you know, plants don't want to be eaten. And so they have developed a myriad of chemical defenses against would-be predators, insects, small animals that are designed to create digestive distress, they're endocrine disruptors, they cause a variety of issues so that the animal will stop eating it. And uh, now we're larger than most of these small animals, so it doesn't kill us right away or it doesn't cause sometimes acute issues. But over time, uh, I believe it's at the base of autoimmune disorders, all kinds of inflammatory, gastrointestinal, even mood and anxiety disorders. We've seen completely go away on a carnivorous diet. I mean, it is 
fascinating people that have struggled with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease and eczema and psoriasis and all these conditions switch to a carnivore diet and many of them never have a symptom again or at least are just dramatically better. Just hearing the fact that all these conditions can be starting to be resolved should pique the interest of the listener because if they're dealing with this, here's one solution. So they might as well give it a shot and see if it works for them. If not, then you try the next one. But uh, it makes a lot of sense from an evolutionary standpoint. And all the things you mentioned about you know, plants having these anti-nutrients, the, the self-defense mechanisms, it makes sense as well because they're stationary, right? They're, they're not moving as opposed to an animal that's <laughs> moving around, you know, it can defend itself uh, in another way. So I think there's two uh, objections that people would come up with for the carnivore diet. And I want to see your take on this. Number one is, is cholesterol, right? Uh, and the second is uh, like some kind of nutritional deficiency, right? Because they think that they're gonna, they need all those from vegetables and they will be getting it from the meat, right? Could you address those two? Absolutely. So cholesterol, what people don't realize is that most of the cholesterol that we have, our bodies made, our liver makes cholesterol. And it will make especially um, cholesterol from a overabundance of carbohydrate. Um, when you have too much sugar in your system, the body has to do something with it. It has to turn into triglycerides and, 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 and stuff it away in adipose tissue and cause all kinds of uh, dysregulated lipid you know, levels. Um, but when you are eating a carbohydrate-free diet, then um, your body will make just the cholesterol that it needs. Also, cholesterol in and of itself, I don't believe, is, is an issue at all. Cholesterol is a very protective thing in the body. The body uses it uh, for healing and for patching up damaged tissue. It is often the oxidative stress caused by hyperinsulinemia, high insulin and glucose levels that are the cause of the problem. It's kind of like blaming the firefighter, you know, for showing up at the fire. So the fire, like when it comes to atherosclerosis in our, uh, in our blood vessels, is you have this high insulin level causing these tiny micro tears in the lining of the blood vessels. And then the body comes along and kind of spackles it over with cholesterol. The cholesterol is doing what it's designed to do. So it is not the cause. And so much of modern medicine is chasing symptoms. It's, it's not treating the root cause. And so that's what I would say when it comes to cholesterol. I know most of us have had uh, really good. Uh, the ratios have cleared up. Sometimes there's a little bit of a higher total cholesterol. But I think part of that as well is because we're shuttling these body fats around for fuel. To, to be able to burn it, it has to go through the blood. And so, yeah, you might have a little bit of a higher total cholesterol, but when you dig a little further and you get into like the particle size, it, it's not the small, dense, uh, you know, athro, uh, you know, sclerotic particles, but it's the big, fluffy energy molecules of, of cholesterol. So I don't worry about cholesterol. I don't worry about saturated fat. Uh, my levels are all perfect. The doctor's very, very happy with mm. all of my levels. And, you know, I do everything they say don't do. All I eat is red meat and eggs and salt. And it's like the exact opposite. And I was a vegetarian. I mean, I wow. came from 
a totally different frame of thought yeah. and mind. And it's just a one, you know, it's a 180. As far as, uh, you know, deficiencies, there is way, way more of a chance of a deficiency on a plant-based or vegetarian or vegan diet. The fact of the matter is that a lot of the vitamins and minerals that plants do contain, uh, it might look good on paper, but they are not bioavailable to humans. They're not in forms that we can readily use. And the, a lot that, it, that they do have is bound up by the anti-nutrients, by the oxalates, by the lectins that are keeping it um, so that we can't use it. For instance, iron and spinach. You know, everyone knows Popeye. You know, it's, uh, spinach is full of iron. But it turns out that the iron is bound up with all of this oxalate, which makes it completely unusable by humans. Not only unusable, but the extra oxalate that you're taking in can bind to iron that's already in your system and leave you even more iron deficient. I was completely anemic as, as a vegetarian and through most of my life. Now my iron levels are great. You know, they're, they're perfect. And, you know, we find that you go down the line with uh, a lot of the, like, the beans that have, you know, protein, really good protein. Well, they also contain all of this lectin and these protease inhibitors that actually inhibit protein in our bodies. And so, again, paper to reality, there is a huge, huge difference. But when you look at charts comparing, like one of my favorites compares kale, blueberries, beef, and liver. And beef and liver just blow the kale and blueberries off the charts in almost every category. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been very, very eye-opening. Um, and then also, when we are on a, a carnivorous diet, we're utilizing the vitamins and nutrients very differently. Uh, vitamin C is something that's you know often brought up. What about vitamin C? You're going to get scurvy. I've been doing this for more than a year, you know, a year and a half. Uh, no scurvy yet. Doing doing just fine. There are carnivores that have been eating uh, only ribeye steaks for 20 years. No scurvy. Um, wow. Turns out that vitamin C is actually very heavily involved with glucose metabolism. And when you are not a sugar burner, you need just very, very small amounts, which is supplied in trace amounts in the meat that we eat just fine. We've known, you know, for hundreds of years since the explorer days that fresh meat actually cured scurvy. So some of these sailors trying to live off of tack and dried meats for months at a time, scurvy was an issue. Once they got to land or was able to hunt and eat some fresh meat, the scurvy immediately went away. So that's one example of many of how the RDAs and the way things work are a little different when you have a ketogenic carnivorous system than as opposed to a standard American diet. On the cholesterol point, it makes you think, what else are the people, when they get their tests done for cholesterol, doing in their lives to get high rates, right? It's not just the food they eat. Are they exercising? Are they sleeping well? How are their stress levels? All these things impact the uh, biomarkers, right? So um, that's a very important point I think needs to be made here. And, and really, people should just go and listen to this episode over and over again to get that <laughs> into their head. Uh, the yep. second thing is, just out of curiosity, if people were concerned about nutritional deficiencies and they went on a carnivore diet, could they supplement like a multivitamin to get those levels in their mind where they need to be? 
They could, and I do know some people who at first, until they kind of gain confidence and, and feel good, they, uh, you know, sometimes they do that. But I think over time, everyone just feels so good. And sometimes the, the multivitamins uh, can actually work against you, especially if you have any digestive issues or autoimmune or leaky gut. Um, you know, a lot of them are in a synthetic form that's not very bioavailable anyway. If someone is concerned, that I'd recommend eating nose to tail. You know, there are plenty of wonderful nutrients in the organs and, and liver. Uh, eating a variety of animal products. I eat a lot of uh, sardines, actually. No, a lot don't. of free <laughs> and crunch up the little bones in the salmon. There's plenty of calcium there. It's like everything that we need can be derived from an animal-based diet. And we see this in indigenous peoples, in, in the Maasai and the Laps and the Inuit and the Mongolians, where they are deriving all of their uh, nutrient and vitamin and mineral needs from animal products alone. That's amazing. Chris, uh, this has been a great interview. Do you want to close our chat with a brief introduction for the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 45 years old. I'll be 46 next, uh, next week, actually. All and right, uh, all of my life, I was very sick. I was overweight, more than 500 pounds. And uh, I came across the carnivore diet, and it's completely changed my life. And like I said, it's healed everything. And I uh, use my newfound energy to uh, get certified as a health coach, as a hypnotherapist. And uh, that's my passion now is to help people that are hopeless and struggling like I was and give them uh, options, give them resources, give them uh, different strategies that they may not have considered. Like you said, a lot of the things in nature that um, we're not utilizing, things like sunshine and cold thermogenesis and sauna and all of these healing things that can completely transform our minds and our bodies. And so, yeah, that's what I do. I am um, I go by Carnivore Keto Coach on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, website is uh, carnivoreketocoach.com. And uh, if anyone's struggling and they need some help, need a little encouragement and need some coaching and support, it is my absolute pleasure to be able to come alongside of you, help you, guide you, and uh, get you that, that breakthrough. We also have a podcast, the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast, and, and a private Facebook group, Mind Body Breakthroughs, that is a, really a transformation support group. So we cover not only some of the diet stuff, but the, the mindset piece, the different uh, strategies just to change your life. This, mo this last month, we did a minimalism challenge, and uh, it's just been fantastic, you know, making room in our life for what's important by getting rid of a lot of the stuff that's, that's not important. So every month we do a micro challenge like that and uh, just introduce people to new ideas, new concepts. And personally, I'm, I'm passionate about helping people kind of my age, you know, in their 40s to, to finish strong, to reinvent yourself, to not stay stuck. You can be entirely different a year from now. I know because I'm entirely different than I was just, just a year and a half ago. Well, that wraps things up here. Thanks so much, Chris, and we'll keep in touch. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure.